Hello, and welcome to our Dovaco podcast. I am your host today, Miranda, and today we are highlighting Ross Campbell for our employee spotlight. Yeah. How are you today, Ross? Oh, I'm good. How about you, Miranda? I'm doing good. Um, so we're just going to dive right into it. I'm really excited because, of course, with the pandemic, none of us really got to know you super well. So it'll be nice for the fellow Dovaconians as well to get to know you better. Absolutely. I'm excited to share. Yeah. Um, so right off the bat, I know you're not from Moncton. No. Where did you grow up? I grew up in a town called Hampton. It's about 20 minutes outside St. John, for those who know. Uh, really small town, like a really small population. Not much went on there. So right. So it's interesting moving to a, a city to see where like there's a lot of, you know, things happening, a lot of places to go and things to see. Right. Right. So you're a small town boy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Were <laughs> you really <laughs> close to your family a lot? Oh, yeah. Up? Well, I was always very introverted as a kid. So I was always around family. Right. Yes. So they're people I'm very close with. Yeah. Family, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about them. Do you have siblings? Yeah. I, I actually have three younger brothers, okay. uh, two full brothers. One is a half brother. My two full brothers are, um, they're just in high school now, actually, which is quite interesting because they're like oil and water, the two of them. They're always fighting. But like as they're getting older, you can notice that they're trying, they're getting along more. And for the first time, they're going to be in the same school for two years now because they're both in high school now. Okay. So they're so, fairly young. Oh, yeah. Fairly young. Yeah. Okay. And it's, a, it, you know, I've been really close with them. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. And my other brother, he's my half brother, but full brother, who cares, you know? Mm-hmm. He, his name is Tatsuo. Okay. Yeah. He, he's named after his great grandfather, who is Japanese, and he's of Japanese descent. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Yes. He's only four. Only four? Yeah. Oh, my God. He's gosh. really cute. You should, like, see him. He can, like, do math and things like that. Yeah. Oh, that's adorable. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're pretty close with your family. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Do they, they don't live. Around here? No, actually, most of my family is from Hampton, obviously, that's where I'm from. Okay. But my stepmother, who I'm really close with, who I think I've been close with most of my life, is mm-hmm. from Moncton, in okay. Rio, actually. And a lot of her family's up here, which I'm close with them as well. Right. So I moved right up and fit right in here. Right. Yeah. So you moved here for school? Yes. I moved here for school in 2019 when I started at Olin College. Okay. It was a one-year program, but I was only here for a few months before uh, COVID happened. So right. then I got sent back to, to Hampton. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so yeah, tell me a little bit more about you as a kid, as a 10-year-old. Okay. Tell us yeah. about Little Ross. Back in my childhood of a, in a small town. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, when I was young, I was very introverted, as I mentioned earlier. Um, I never really had many friends. Uh, well, mm-hmm. I had a few, you know, I had a, a pretty steady friend group until like high school. Right. I remember one day I spoke to my, my stepmother when I was young and she told me, she keeps reminding me about this all the time, where one day I was playing with these freak kids and I said, you know, I might play with you today, but I'm not going to play with you tomorrow. Like I was very just independent and didn't want to, you know, I, I was anti-social independent at the same time right. it was a very very weird mix yeah mm-hmm. that's so funny though i might play with you today but i'm not gonna play with you tomorrow yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious i'm respecting my my energy mm-hmm. keep to myself i feel absolutely, that absolutely yeah yeah no i definitely you know when you started working here i would say i could definitely tell you were more of an introverted mm-hmm. person for sure yeah yeah absolutely yeah but it's nice though like you know i feel like you fit right in especially mm-hmm. There's a few of us that come into the office and you're obviously yeah, one of those one of people. And mm-hmm. as you know, I could tell you were very introverted, but I feel like we get along well. Yeah. And 
So yeah. that was really nice. The introverted gives like a bit of a mysterious aura, you know. It's so true. Yeah, like no one knows anything about me. It was one of the benefits of it. It's so true. Yeah. Very mysterious. Mm-hmm. Um, even like, you know, when you first started here, you were very, you're introverted, but you're also very, you're a very helpful person. You're mm-hmm. very, you know, you want to be that that person around the office that's like you, you started our little recycling program yeah. and things like that. You're mm-hmm. very... Um, helpful when it comes to those types of things yeah so what kind of like inspired you to to do that for dovaco well one thing i've noticed right right when i started working here is how of a tightly close knit community we are or well you guys were at the time because i wasn't part of it and i just i really wanted to like take part in that you know despite working from home and with covid and everything Mm -hmm. i really wanted to like you know be active part of this community so i would I remember what, the first week I was here, I volunteered to clean the kitchen, and I, like, sterilized that kitchen. Yes, it was yes. so nice. And then, you know, I brought in, like, lemon squares and uh, other little treats and things like that. I started a recycling program because I noticed that, you know, for such a forward-thinking company, it was a bit weird they didn't have a recycling program. So, right. you know, I just got the blue bins and the, the compost bin and everything, and, you know... I just, I just wanted to, like, make sure that it was known that I was here to help and I wanted to, like, be yes. part of the community. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, that was definitely known. And we we really appreciate you for that, mm-hmm. for sure. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Um, so kind of back to your childhood. Mm-hmm. Did you have a favorite toy? I did. Did I you? I always loved Lego. Yeah. Always loved Lego. Classic. Yeah. But never like the weird like Lego kits. I always loved the little bricks, you know, like the right. houses and stuff out of. Oh yeah, gotta yeah. love Lego. Oh yes, my love grandparents stepping on it too. <laughs> oh, that's no fun. <laughs> <laughs> my grandparents always had this huge tub of Lego oh, of nice. the old old bricks that weren't like you know. Mm-hmm. They were. It was just so much fun to play with them. Right. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, was there any sort of career that you wanted to like something that you wanted to do when you were a kid? Wow. What do you want to grow up note, to do? Yeah. When I was playing, uh, back to the Lego topic, yeah. I always loved building these little houses and finding unique ways to make, you know, different shaped houses and different ways to make them, mm-hmm. which translated to me liking architecture and liking, you know, designing buildings. I used really? to draw. Yeah. When I was in middle school, I remember my art teacher taught us about drawing with the perspective, right? Everything going to the dot. And she, most people use it to build, like, landscapes and things. But I always drew these buildings with it, you know? Really? I always try to, like, make these mo- the most realistic buildings I could. Mm-hmm. I, you know, play with Lego. And it just all kind of came together. I really liked architecture. But it never really panned out. It wasn't really my thing when I got older. Right. But it was still something that I, I'd be interested in looking into more when I get older. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Even Absolutely. now it's something oh, that yeah. you're still interested in? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. What is it, like, that you you know, that you like about architecture? I think it's the the idea of creating something, you know? Mm. I've always liked the idea of me making something, putting my name on it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you say you're like a, a really creative person? I wouldn't say I was like overly creative, mm-hmm. but creative to an extent, we'll say. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that you would say that you're really proud of? Something I'm really proud of? Um. Probably where I am today, you know? Oh, really? Yeah. I like, not that. many people I know, like, knew what they wanted to do right out of high school. Yeah. You know? They would start a course, drop out two years later, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, but I had something I really like, which was development, which I've been doing since I was, you know, fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Well, not to this extent, obviously. But right. learning about it from the, when I first got my first computer. And I just, I stuck with it. And, you know, I'm, I'm really happy with where I am. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that. Thank you. 
So was there anything else that you're you're really proud of? Well, the thing about that is I'm, I'm pretty young, you know, I'm only 19. So I haven't had a lot of time to like, you know, build something or do something I'm really proud of. Very true. But I'm, I'm really excited to see, you know, where my life takes me and the journeys I can go on and things I can actually be proud of. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I mean, you know, where you're at now as a 19-year-old, that is something to be really proud of. Mm-hmm. You know, most people at your age, I mean, I know when I was your age, I was definitely not <laughs> where you're at right now. Yeah. So that is definitely something to be really proud of. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. So more, yeah, career-wise, what is the most interesting job that you've had? Or what are some past jobs that you've just mm-hmm. had in general? Well, I've never had like a really interesting job, you know. Uh, I've, I've always been in computer. Well, since I was 15, I started working at BNI, which is Brunswick News Incorporated. Okay. And I was working in IT there. So I was, you know, the little uh, runner. <laughs> I'd okay. run down to the basement, get them supplies and bring it back up. I learned so much while doing it. But it mm-hmm. was never, it wasn't really like overly interesting right and then after that i worked for a company called uh ispire i was working as a tier one technician so basically you call in i would want to answer the phone tell you that i can't fix it and okay <laughs> <laughs> and then um you know forward you on to like the tier two or three and or fix your problem there it was it was you know it could be interesting at times it wasn't that interesting but the really interesting job was when i was Ooh. like 14 Juicy yes stuff. i know right I, I was uh, help, I was mowing lawns for the for for a school way out Browns Flat outside St John. Okay, and um, it wasn't particularly interesting at all. It was just that one day we arrived, and there were these moose legs on the ground. I know a bit vulgar, <laughs> but the thing is, is around there, there's not many police officers, not many rangers, and things like that. So poaching is really common, right? It's okay, in the middle of nowhere, and so our theory is that someone came, poached this animal, and then left that there because it's you know not good meat they just left the legs for you guys to deal with oh yeah oh my gosh how Uh, bizarre i know right how bizarre so you guys just what like mowed the lawn around it we had to move them yeah (laughs) you had to move them specifically i I wasn't me no okay yeah (laughs) oh my gosh that is too Mm -hmm. funny um so yeah back to yeah your career and stuff how did you actually hear about dovico well i've heard of you like off and on well not you, but Dovico off and on. Yeah, you specifically. <laughs> <laughs> um, I first heard of you guys when I was in college. I think it was like second or third week. We had a, a scavenger hunt that we did. Oh. And we went to different places around downtown Moncton. Like we went all over. It was like a 20 kilometer walk. We okay. had to, we would go to a place, they give us a hint, and then we go to the next place. Uh, one place that did that was Dovico. That mm-hmm. was our, um, you know, programs link because every program had their link. We had like law links. We had, I think a few mechanic ones, things like that. And Dovico was a software company. So being in a web development course, mm-hmm. they chose Dovico. So we came here. Um, one, only one of us could go up. We went up, we got a little hint and came back down. That was the first experience. And everyone was very lovely then. And then shortly later, if we got an email about a job position here, uh, I do believe I applied for it, but that was, I think, weeks before COVID happened. So I think the application got kind of buried. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, after I was done working at iAspire, I applied again. Mm-hmm. And then I got a call back really excitingly. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm here. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you started right, you know, not long after COVID. Yeah. Uh, a few months. It was, yeah, it was, it was November. So it was a few months in. By then, I think everyone had their masks finally, you know, the right. mask shortage was over and toilet paper shortage was over. So oh, it was right. like, we were pretty far along. Right. Yeah. But it's interesting to think. I've been working at Dovico for most of the pandemic, which yeah. is a weird way of thinking, you know. 
That is very different because mm-hmm. you didn't get to really experience um, a lot of the things that Dovico is all about. Exactly. In a way, like, mm-hmm. you know, just the it's kind of of course, we we managed to have like community, you know, things online, <laughs> online exactly. But it's still it's still different for sure. Yeah. Like one thing I've noticed around the office is that you guys have little different things in the wall. So there's a map somewhere that shows people were yeah. the week COVID happened. And it was so interesting to see that like it was so spread out. Like everyone was going everywhere. Mm-hmm. Then in the kitchen, there's a little calendar that tells people we're making food and there was yoga classes. Oh, yeah. And it just makes me like, you know, so jealous I couldn't be there when all this was happening. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Although we're definitely going to. We're definitely going to get that going again. You'll definitely experience the the Dovico vibes for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Was that like, um, was that tough coming in here? You know, especially because we all kind of knew each other and it's it's hard to get to know people over Oh, messenger. incredibly. Oh, incredibly. Right. Especially whereas you're yeah. someone who's a mm-hmm. lot more introverted. Yeah. For the first few months, the only people I knew was uh, Owen and Mike because of the people who I had to speak to every day. Right. Otherwise, I never got to speak to you or anyone mm-hmm. else, like in the creative team or uh, sales or support. I never got to speak to any of them. Right. But slowly over time, people came back to the office and I came back as well. We'll come back to that. So the only people I got to talk to really were Owen and Mike because of people who interviewed me and they were, you know, my like supervisors and stuff. Like, so I had to like report to them like once a day. But otherwise, I didn't get to talk to anyone, like right. sales, support, uh, or creative or otherwise. I was just kind of stuck in my little bubble. But slowly over time, with different meetings and things like that, people came back to the office. And I got to meet them in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to know a few people, not very well, but like, you know. Right. It, it was better than nothing. Because it's really hard when you don't know anybody at a company. All you have to do is stare at a picture on a screen. Like, it, it doesn't. Very true. It doesn't mean anything. It's just, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to get to know someone. Like, because mm-hmm. I'm the same too. I'm a little bit more introverted. And mm-hmm. yeah, we all communicate daily. Yeah. But unless you're actually in person with someone, it's kind of hard to to get to know them. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. someone's online attitude would be very different than the in-person attitude, you know? Because right. I know I, I'm very like uh, bubbly and stuff on Messenger and things like that. Yes. I try to be very, you know, positive. Very true. But in person, I'm just, you know, mm-hmm. pretty mellow. Yeah. Very true. Yeah, I've noticed that for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, what is what is your role at Dovico? Could you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So I came on uh, November as a junior web developer. Mm-hmm. I came in through the, <laughs> I call it the Dizzy program, but it's the DS4Y okay. program. So it's called Digital Skills for Youth. And it was a program by, I believe, the provincial government to get people more involved in um, different technological roles and stuff like that creating digital um digital literacy is what they called it mm-hmm. and so basically difficult applied and i got to come here for six months under that and the whole idea was that i got to learn new skills working different projects and things like that and that's it. different things like that and i got to do exactly that mm-hmm. um, when i first started here i i immediately started off on a project we call for zapier to right. connect our program, Dovico Timesheet, to other programs like yes. QuickBooks, Excel, you know, Zero, things like that. And so that's coming along quite nicely. But since I've been here, I've worked on a lot of things, you know. I finished other people's projects like the Timesheet Calculator, which is something to use to calculate wages over time. <laughs> Very creative name, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I also got to work on, I'm working on now, is re- rebranding all the websites for Dovico. The right. parent website, 
all our three products I'm going to have to go touch eventually. I think even Eve Doucette's website I'm going to have to touch eventually as well. Very so like, cool. I've, yeah, that's a huge project. Slowly coming through a long time. Right. But yeah. Yeah. So like most of us, you you wear a lot of hats here at oh, Dovaco. absolutely. Yeah. And I love that. Gives really? every day a different feel. Instead of working on the same thing every day. Yeah. You know, you, you get different experiences and different. Right. You learn different technologies. Very true. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so how would you describe Dovaco? Or what do you like the most about Dovaco or working at Dovaco? I definitely love the freedom, both in my personal life and professional. Mm. I find that when I'm working here, if if I see something doesn't work, something doesn't fit quite right, or it could be better, I can just say it, and you know, people will right. let me let me do it the way I feel is better, to a certain extent, obviously. Yeah. And personal life, I don't have to bring anything home with me. I'm not, you know, I don't feel stressed out that I'm working here. Yeah. Because then people have my back, and you know, if timelines get pushed ahead, that's okay. I'm not. I'm not stressed personally on my personal time, which is a really nice feeling. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. No, we're yeah. very lucky um, at Dovaco that you're right. We do have the freedom to just be ourselves and exactly. live our lives. And yeah, we don't yeah. have to. We know people have our backs here. Mm-hmm. It's a nice feeling because it makes you want to come in every every day, even yeah. on Monday mornings. Like you want to come in. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to miss any of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So true. Mm-hmm. So true. I can't wait till we can all, you know, get back together. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For you to to really experience it. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so what is something that people kind of misunderstand about you or something that people assume about you? Well, the thing is my age actually, especially here in this environment. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people even earlier today we were having a discussion. Yeah. Thought that I was like twenty three, almost twenty five. Yeah. I'm actually only nineteen. Yeah. Which makes me one of the youngest people working at this company right yeah. now. And it it's, you know, it's not a bad assumption at all. I'm mm-hmm. not offended by it, but it, you know, it's different. Yeah, I'm not used to that. Yeah, people definitely assume that you're, you know, mm-hmm. that you're a bit older. Not because uh, you look older, of course. You Absolutely, yeah. now that I know you're 19, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's 19. Mm-hmm. But just because you're you're here and you seem so like accomplished and you're very calm, you're very, mm-hmm. you know, well put together young man. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I try. Right. I may look well put together, but underneath, it's really, it's really rough. <laughs> As if. Um, what do you like to do when you're not working? Uh, oh, I have do a lot have of things hobbies? I love to do. Yeah. yeah. One thing I started this summer, I'm staying with my stepmother in uh, Riverview. She has a garden out back that a previous, previous tenant had put in and never really took care of much. So I decided to like revamp it. So I put all, I have tomatoes growing. I have oh, watermelon. So yeah. Peppers, chives, all kinds of fun stuff. I even have hanging baskets of flowers out front and flower pots everywhere. Love I that. I just, I love gardening. Oh, that's so nice. I may not be good. I might kill a few things here and there, but it's yeah. all part of the experience. That is part of the experience. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Part of the learning curve, right? Yeah. 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 Another thing I love doing is baking. I'm not particularly yeah. good at it. I tend to burn things or, you know, overcook things. Oh my things. gosh, we love your baking. <laughs> I only show you what's good. You right. Know? There's a lot of stuff that doesn't make it here. Right. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. you're, you know, you mentioned before your lemon squares and your rice krispies that you brought yeah. in. Mm-hmm. I make cookies a lot, a lot of cookies. Right. Yeah, things like that. We love that. Oh yes, yeah. and I, I just, you know, I, I love having things that I can do on my own. Yeah. That's why I like these hobbies because I don't have to be, you know, answering anybody. I don't have to say, oh, this is what I'm doing. I'm just, you know, I get to, to experiment while I'm cooking and it's fun, or experiment while I'm gardening. You know. Right. 
Yeah. One more thing I love doing is I'm I'm learning a bit more about woodworking and that type of thing. Well, less woodworking and more like carpentry, I guess you want to call it. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. So when I was like in middle school, I got gifted this this um, bookshelf that my grandmother's uh, father had made with a, a pope, ironically, at a military base out in Halifax. Okay. When she was quite young, and it's been passed down to the family, and it landed in my hands in like middle school because they had no room for it. And it was just painted this, like, awful, ugly blue. And I decided, you know what? I don't want that anymore. So I decided I was going to strip the paint off of it, which <laughs> I didn't realize how big of a task it was going to be. But, I, you know, I spent days just sanding and putting um, a paint stripper on it and, you know, all kinds of different things. Right. And eventually I got down to bare wood and I thought, well, you know, if I got this far, why not, you know, go a little bit further? So I decided to make it into a, like, a little cabinet, you know, that I could put my things and they don't have to be showing so i opened up like the top layer to be a bookshelf and i my grandfather shop told me how to build these cabinet doors okay so that yeah that it, i could close it and you know have a little shelf on top it was very nice oh, and nice. then from there i just i've i've been experimenting i haven't had a lot of chance to work with like really nice wood so I'm, it's mostly really soft woods like pine and things like that mm -hmm. so the quality of my work is pretty low for now right but as i'm learning i'm, I'm working up yeah. um recently i made two a set of nightstands that i'm using now out of birch and oak wood which are really really hard woods well not birch so much and you but made oak. those yeah oh that's scratch. so nice yeah. i didn't even have a plan i just you know mm -hmm. thought of it in my head and put it together right quite interesting that's very yeah. interesting yeah it's it's really it's always really um satisfying to to use something that you've made yourself exactly right yeah that's very mm -hmm. proud moment. It's a it's a very big point of pride, you yeah, know. Yeah, definitely. To, to say I built that and it works. <laughs> Granted, it has its flaws, but that's that's all part of it. That's what it makes is. it yours. If you go, you could go buy it at the store, exactly, and it would be the same as everyone else's. But you made that. It's a, to your design. Yeah, and it has all your flaws in it, and it's perfect. Yeah, you know? definitely. It's a good feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Cool. So, yeah. um, what about um on your days off? What do you do like on the weekends? Well, other than your your hobbies, I guess. Like I don't know. <laughs> uh, due to COVID recently, you know, That's there's true. not much you can do around. Yeah. But uh, I definitely love going to the park and things like that. You mm -hmm. know, um, I love I love exploring, trying different things. Yeah. You know, I don't like falling into a routine, even though I do out of habit, as everyone does. Mm -hmm. But I don't. Re when I realize I fall into a habit, I like to break it. You know, right. It's it's interesting to go try different things, go different places, right? As much as you can. But yeah. recently, I haven't been able to do that very much. Of course, yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you like an adventurer? Do you like going? Uh, maybe not an adventurer. No, but like you know, I'm willing to give everything a shot once. You know, right? Everything one chance. Nice, mm -hmm. very cool. Like today when we ate uh, the Vietnamese yeah, food. Yeah, exactly. Yes, <laughs> you had to give it a chance. I never tried Vietnamese food until today, and I, I got to say it was pretty good. You know, right? Yeah, good, good. I'm glad you liked it. Um. What's some music that you have on your playlist? I'm cu curious about your okay. your music taste. Yeah. Well, unlike most 19-year-olds, I don't listen to much rap. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll put that out there right now. Okay. Yeah. Um, it depends on my mood, mostly. depends mm -hmm. on, like, how I'm feeling. Uh, a lot of the time, I'll listen to, like, 90s rock and things like that, you know? Okay. Or um, or when I'm working, I like, like, you know, calm music. So, like, the things like uh, very folky music, you know, like Lumineers or okay. Joel Plaskett. That's not like, you know, the norm. So it's... Love that. Yeah. 
And and different moods. Like if I'm driving in the car, I listen to like you know poppy music, oh, not yeah. poppy, but Just you know, jam I mean. out in the car. Yeah, exactly. You know, belt it out mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, so it depends on my mood. Like yeah. I, I I like a lot of music over a wide range. Right. Yeah. Cool. Just depends on my mood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, do you have any pet peeves? Oh, I have lots of pet. You peeves. You have lots. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> tell us. Do tell. Well, some of them are my own of my own creation. The monster, my own creation. And okay. One of the biggest ones is my fidgeting. You know. Okay. Like if I have a pen in front of me or something, I'll. I know. I'll I had play to take this pen away from you. I know. It's <laughs> awful. I'm clicking it and everything, but it. <laughs> It just it drives me nuts. Yeah. Things so like it's that. your own pet peeve. You're doing it to yourself. Oh, absolutely. It's... Yeah. It's a, my own. It's my own. A monster of my own creation. Right. Yeah. And there's all kinds of things like that. Like the thing that I do to myself is I'll leave things out and go. I'll put it away in a few minutes. Oh, as we all do. Yeah. And then I'll walk away and then forget about it and then come back and go. Ah. Oh, all as right. As we all do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Um, how would you, Ross Campbell? Oh. How would you define success? How would I define success? Uh, a lot of people define success with like, you know, having the house, the car, you know, tiger on a gold leash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't, I don't like that. You know, I sure it's nice to have those things and appreciate nice things. But at the end of the day, as they all say, you can't take it with you, you know? Absolutely. I'd rather, you know, spend it with people I like spending time with or doing things I love doing. And that, that'd be a successful life for me, you know? Preach. Maybe not having everything, but you know, yeah, being able to to just be yourself and not worry about impressing anyone. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that answer. Well, thank you. Awesome. I think we might as well wrap it up there. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Ross. Thank you, Miranda. And guys, please tune in to our next employee spotlights. Thank you so much for listening, and have a great day. Yes, have a great day. You have just listened to Dovico Podcast. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play.